Ever. Mam and Pap had taken to sending her on all their errands into town, considering they owed so many debts. Nettie'd learned that if she kept her head down and sucked in her cheeks, folks usually took pity and gave her the tail end of a sack of cornmeal or their most pitiful non-laying chicken. At first, she'd been embarrassed, but then she'd overheard two of the old bitty church ladies whispering about how shameful it was for Pap to send his half-breed slave pup around to beg, and she realized that they counted her for less than a dog, and Pap only slightly more than that. Mam and Pap Lonesome were of old East stock, pale as saltfish and just as odorous, with matching hay-colored hair and blue eyes that seemed ever confused thanks to eyelashes and eyebrows as light as dandelion fuzz. The pair were shapeless and old enough to look like someone else's aunt. Nettie couldn't have been more different, with medium brown skin that could have been called liver chestnut if she'd been a horse worth noticing. Her hair was thick and frizzy, a dead giveaway to anyone trying to puzzle out her breed. Half black and half Injun, or maybe Aztecan. Any way you added it up, the end result was somehow less than the individual components. She was built tall and narrow like a half-starved antelope, with eyes as dark and thick as a storm-mad creek, and high cheekbones framing a mouth that had little reason to smile. She was ugly, was all they'd told her. But she didn't find them beautiful, so what did it matter? The entire town was an eyesore. It was widely agreed that Gloomy Bluebird was a stupid name for a town, especially considering old Ollie Hampstead had shot the only bluebird they had back in 1822, right outside what passed as a general store. The damn thing had been stuffed and posed with little skill, and now sat proudly on the storekeeper's counter as a reminder of what looking cheerful and bright would get you in a town as dusty as an old maid's britches. Nettie herself had seen a bluebird when she was just a little thing, hunting lizards out by the creek. When she'd run home to tell ma'am, she'd been told to go fetch a switch for lying. Over time, she'd come to believe she must have seen a crow. But crows didn't have red bellies, did they? At least the town lived up to the gloomy part. The excitement of last night had burned off, and Nettie was feeling downright gloomy herself, like some part of her had blown away with the impossible sparkling sand. A strange thing had happened, and she had no one to tell, no one she trusted enough to question. Being alone wasn't so bad when nothing ever changed, but now Nettie didn't trust herself, and she was generally the only person she could trust. Although Pap handled most of her punishment, Ma'am had once thrashed her for lying about a bluebird, and then thrashed her again when she'd started her monthlies and ruined an old striped mattress and screamed that she was dying. How was she supposed to know that was what women did? Nettie didn't reckon much about the world, but she knew that what happened last night had changed things as much as her flux blood. The world was suddenly more dangerous but she had no idea why or how to protect herself from it. Seemed like the best way to keep her skin was to get on with breakfast and not say a dang thing, to hide it like she hid everything else. When she went to shake her boots for scorpions, it was four pointed teeth that fell out. 
Considering no crevice of the shack was safe from ma'am's quick fingers, Nettie shoved them into the little leather bag she kept tied around her waist with what few precious things she'd found over the years. A glittery white arrowhead, hardly chipped, a shiny gold button with a bugle on it, a wolf claw, or something like it, a penny given to her once in the town when she'd been kicked in the leg by a fratchety horse. She'd kept a piece of dirt-dusted ribbon candy some town brat had dropped in the pouch for two weeks once, allowing herself one suck a day. The four teeth added a weight barely felt, but she stood a mite taller. Whatever that stranger had been, she'd won, and that felt pretty goddamn good. Ma'am and Pap weren't up, of course. They gave the sun time to stretch and get cozy before they stopped snoring. It was almost peaceful, setting up the porch.